You're listening to Rock's Heart Radio. In this episode, Roxana Mehran talks to David Mirren and Rasha Alameh about what's ahead for the ischemia trial. Hello, it's Roxana Moran and taping yet another episode of Rock's Heart Radio. I'm very, very lucky to have uh, David Marin and uh, Rasha Alameh here with me and uh, so thrilled to know you both, both incredible clinician investigators uh, have contributed so much to, to our field. Uh, but today we're, we want to talk a little bit about stable ischemic heart disease. Uh, chronic coronary syndrome, I don't know what to call it anymore, uh, and um, of course we want to talk about ischemia. Um, so uh, first of all, uh, both of you have contributed tremendously. Tell me, tell me why, Rasha, why, why is ischemia important? So I think this is probably one of the most hotly anticipated trials of this decade. Um, I think for us interventional cardiologists, the question of whether we should perform angioplasty in these patients is still up there and out there for debate. And for a long time, we had thought that we were doing it for ischemic improvement, potentially mortality benefits, myocardial infarction benefits, and of course the COURAGE trial challenged that. Then we thought that we were doing it for symptoms, and of course, to an extent, Orbiter also challenged whether we should be doing angioplasty in this topic. And I think what's still out there is for those patients who have moderate to severe ischemia, who we really, many of us, still believe there is a benefit for revascularization, whether we should be doing revascularization in these patients outside of symptom improvement, you know, to actually change their hard clinical endpoints going forward. So you think, David, that the answer of the question of ischemia is um, reduction of these hard endpoints for angioplasty without, with or without improvement of symptoms? What, why, why did you take on ischemia? I think it's a big, big question and a massive task for the last yeah. decade. How are you doing? <laughs> you feeling okay? Well, today just happens to be the day of our database lock. Oh. So I'm not going to be able to tell you the results because I don't know them. That's great. But what led to doing ischemia? was when we learned the results of COURAGE and learned that you don't need to do PCI up front to prevent death or MI and the quality of life benefit was transient two years. The question then became, well, do we need to send patients to the cath lab in the first place or should we just treat people who have abnormal stress tests with good medical therapy, and then if they fail medical therapy, send them to the cath lab. So that, that was the driving question. It's a great question. It's a question that we, you know, and I think up until now, and even today, we have a hard time convincing our, our referring physicians that we could wait on this patient. Let's treat the symptoms with some medications. As soon as they see ischemia, they want the cath immediately because Without symptoms, you, you don't get to go to the cath lab. But of course, we have some observational data that suggests those that have, as Rush was saying, moderate or severe ischemia, that they might benefit. And if anyone's going to benefit, it would be that population. So we wanted to restrict our population to those that had a lot of ischemia. Mm -hmm. To give revascularization, PCI or cabbage, the greatest opportunity to show benefit if one exists. Yeah, and I, and I think that's a that's a really really good question. So we're gonna I'm gonna come to you with some of the questions that people are like, 
coughing about <laughs> about ischemia. <laughs> you know, the coughs. Well, uh, <laughs> more like uh, hiccups, tweeting, tweeting, yeah. tweeting, <laughs> coughing, and In this um, new era. So yeah. yeah. So, but before that, um, what did you think of Orbiter? You know, Orbiter trial. What did you think? I've heard of that. <laughs> I give Russia so much credit for wading into this field and finally doing a sham control for PCI. I think it's a great accomplishment. Uh, I think in, in retrospect, uh, maybe choosing a different primary endpoint, um, maybe, and I know how hard it is to recruit, but maybe having a larger sample size. Those would have been, uh, in, in retrospect, it would have been great, but to just have completed the trial, I think, was a great accomplishment. No, no question. So, what do you think of ischemia? So, I mean, <laughs> I think it's fair to say that, you know, as clinical trialists... I'm trialist, talking about the hiccups. Yeah, well, okay. as clinical trialists, it is damn hard to design these trials and damn hard to pull them off. And so, I think sitting in your office and criticizing a trial is so much easier than doing the trial. And that I've learned as a young clinical trialist doing, you know, for the first time my own trial. So. Firstly, I think there was some brilliance in the ischemia design. Randomizing patients before you see the angiogram is brilliant. You know, that's exactly what we needed and of course might have changed the results of courage. Potentially there was a selection bias when they randomized post cow That was brilliant. I think the ambition of the endpoints, you know, particularly focusing on death and MI, etc., are really important. And selecting patients that have genuinely moderate to severe ischemia and presenting those results already. You know, we've already seen the baseline demographics. We've seen that the majority of the patients in the trial are exactly the type of patients you were hoping to recruit. So it's a great trial. Um, now, is there going to be criticism? Well, I think that will depend on the results, right? I mean... Do you it, think so? I, I think we should take that out, though, before the results. But unfortunately... What could be some of the criticisms? So I want, yeah. I want to set the tweet straight. Yeah, well... And here's the man who's going to set it exactly. straight. So tell us what was wrong and, and the, the um, uh, alternative facts that we heard from different people that were being tweeted out. Um, uh, and, and maybe you can set, this is it, we can set the record straight right here and now uh, on Rock's Heart Radio. We were going to get it set it straight yeah. so that uh, Judy could listen to this and have a laugh. Hi, Judy, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Hockman, that is. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, let me say first, not in direct response to your question, that so many people are responsible for successfully pulling this off, as Rasha oh, said. Oh, question. Uh, and, and no one more than Judy Hockman, who's been a great partner in this research. But a huge number of, of people have contributed an enormous amount of effort and, and thought, uh, and of course the NIH contributed a lot of money. So uh, the big, the big uh, criticism was that we changed our primary endpoint after the start of the trial. And uh, as we published, uh, and it, it's clearly on the record, number one, in when we applied for the grant, we had a five-component composite primary endpoint, uh, cardiovascular death, MI, hospitalization for resuscitated cardiac arrest, unstable angina, and heart failure. When we got funded, we decided, looking at 
a variety of potential uh, effect sizes and looking at different power calculations that we thought we might be able to have enough power to choose cardiovascular death or MI as the primary endpoint. But we realized that in the event that we didn't have enough events, that we needed a backup plan. So we wrote into our protocol, first version of the protocol, a contingency plan that if we didn't have sufficient number of events, that we could have the option of calling an independent panel to review where we stood and to consider reversion back to the original five component endpoint that we were funded for. To do, right. Yeah. So, that's, so you're back to the future, and there's no, no problem with that. So that was your initial intent, and so let the records set straight, and in less than a month, we're going to know the results. Well, in seven weeks. You're oh, right, right, I'm sorry, it is seven Mid-November. Mid-November. <laughs> the first November, day of AHA. Oh, and I think it's the first day of AHA. Yes. And, and a whole um, session. And I'm just thrilled that first you're uh, sitting in between two women in cardiology. It's a rare thing. And I'm seeing you're enjoying it. I am. You like it. <laughs> you're very comfortable. You're one of the few men who's very comfortable here. Thank I, you. I like that. I think you're, uh, it's wonderful to see. And furthermore, Rasha is... Uh, the um, moderator for your session. So, are you nervous? I'm because not. she's a tough moderator. No, I'm not nervous because I, I asked <laughs> I asked Judy to be the presenter of the main trial. Oh, results. that's fantastic! So that's good. Maybe right. you should have had Judy sitting in this. Yeah, seat. No, no, we we would like to have a few good men around. <laughs> so we're very happy that you're here. <laughs> and and then the other the other is that uh, I'm also a discussant. That is really wonderful. So uh, you were both hoping I might give you a little preview? No, not at all. Okay. Absolutely not. We're very close to the embargo, and obviously we're really, really thrilled that this is going to happen. Congratulations to you, to Judy Hockman, to the entire team, and most importantly to the NIH for stepping up and, f and, and funding a trial that is so very important for our patients. We need to know what to do with, with stable or whatever we want to call it, chronic coronary syndromes, whatever it is, we need to, we need to have a clear-cut answer and feel good if I leave someone with ischemia on medications that I can sleep at night. This is such a crucial study. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you for being here and being so comfortable with thank me. Thank you for inviting me. Well, no, we'll, you. you're going to come back after when the results are out. Hopefully Judy will come. Rasha will give me a date. That'd be fantastic. We all come and we'll talk about the I'm results. I'm delighted that you're both going to be up on the podium. That, that, that's <laughs> great. I'm honored to be there. It's going to be great. And, oh, you know, wow. it's always brilliant when we actually get to see a trial that we're, you know, we had this yesterday with Twilight. When the trials are trials that we think might impact our practice. Well, it's thank brilliant. You. Thank it? you so much. And thank, thank you for being here. Thank you. Pleasure. Signing off, Rock's Heart Radio.